Hello, this is your host, James Wallace, and we are back for another episode of, I don't know what we actually called this, uh, Fancy Football Thoughts, but it is August 1st, and that means football season is right around the corner. There is actually a football game going on now, but let's just be honest, no one cares about preseason unless it's injuries. Um, But yeah, man, I am super pumped about this upcoming season, um, football and fancy football, of course. But uh, man, so excited. It's finally f- almost football season. Although I'm not gonna lie, I am heavy in the baseball currently. My Atlanta Braves are doing quite well, made some moves at the trade deadline. And uh, you know, I don't have too much hope that they can beat the Dodgers, but hey, you never know. So, I know it's been, I think the last time I did this was in December, where I kind of reviewed 2018 regular season. Um, and kind of gave some predictions for the playoffs. Well, that was a long time ago. I've been meaning to do this for a while, but, you know, things get busy. Things happen. You're kind of not in the mood. But, uh, yeah, so I'm kind of going to give you a little outline of what we're going to talk about tonight. Um, so first, just going to kind of review what happened in the playoffs. Then kind of make some predictions some notes for this upcoming season. And then, as a special treat, I, as a promise I made to Mr. Dustin Rogers, uh, that I will tell a funny or embarrassing story. So I think I have a good one. Um, that will be at the end. Sorry, you'll have to wait for that. I actually went back and listened to my first podcast, and one of the first things I noticed was I have quite the velvety voice. I really should be reading and recording myself reading kids' books. But uh, uh, actually, in all seriousness, it was pretty awkward. I think I sound pretty weird. So, uh, you know, I'm going to fight through that and uh, try to entertain you guys and find some information inside. But hopefully you all enjoy this and can get some laughs out of it and, uh, yeah, we can talk about it. But um, another thing, actually, I noticed when I listened to my first podcast was I said the word brutal a lot. Man, that was my go-to word. So I'm going to try to catch myself from saying that too many times tonight. And one last thing I noticed was that I was pretty bitter when I recorded my last podcast. So I think I'm in a good place now. Um, Although not going to lie, I looked up. The first thing I did was look at the scores of the week one of round one of the playoffs, and I scored 193 points, and I immediately shut my computer. All those memories came rushing back. I could feel the bitterness coming back, so I just had to, you know what, cut it, cut it off. But, uh, yeah, so I'm going to jump right in and kind of do a quick, I don't know how many of you guys re- remember what happened in the playoffs last year. So I'm going to kind of just do a quick recap because I don't want to, you know, these people, they, they deserve their time in the sun. Um, so round one, and just, just for record, I'm not going to review the Constellation games. For one, it's going to make me, me bitter. And two, no one really cares. Um, except that I beat Dustin in the first round of the Constellation. But anyways. Um, so first round, we got, we had Doolin versus Luke Hess. And this was actually 
quite the close game. I mean, the difference was, wow, less than a point. And that is where you think yourself that you have home field advantage because that was the difference. And looking at, looking at the matchup, I mean, to be honest, the final score is 101.7 to 100.8. And obviously, I mean, obviously it's not a great round. Um, for, for Luke, I mean, the majority of his points came from McCaffrey, who, let's just be honest, was a absolute stud last year and could be in line for a, I mean, potentially top three pick, money-wise. I mean, he's, I think he asked me in the conversation with how much he gets the ball. Um, but then, this is just bringing back so many bad memories, his second and third leading scorers were Austin Eckler and Jared Cook, the tight end, who I traded both those players to him. So Luke, I mean, you're welcome. Essentially is what I'm saying. Um, yeah, they had they had big games. Um, and then for, for Doolin, no, nothing really happened. Deshaun Watson was his big, big leader. Um, that was basically it. So that was, so the Luke beat Doolin in that, in that game. I mean, honestly, have you guys looked at the new layout on ESPN? They redid everything, and it is awful. I mean, I, maybe I'm just not used to it, but oh my goodness. It's, it's not very good. So bear with me as I try to go th- through this. This is kind of the first time I'm taking an in-depth look at everything, and they really did change everything. Maybe it's just... I'm just an old old timer and prefer things how they were. Anyways, we move on. So, quick summary: Luke beat Doolin by about a point, and then I don't know. I kind of skipped over this, but has John Hess and Schutz had buys. So this so the other first round game was between All You Seen Is Love, which those you don't know is Luke Bailey and Hofler. And this was a butt whooping. Oh, this is also hilarious. That the last podcast that day, I absolutely trashed Derrick Henry. I mean, I trashed him so bad. And then literally hours later, he had maybe one of the greatest running back performances of all time. I mean, I'm just gonna pull up his stats for this game. I mean, he had he scored forty seven point eight fantasy points. 47.8. Wow. I mean, kind of unbelievable. Okay, I'm looking at the stats. He had 17 carries, 238 yards for a 14-yard average, four touchdowns. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, to be honest, what I said was not exactly untrue because a lot of his runs did go in straight lines. And Jacksonville really didn't feel like tackling him that night. But, oh, my goodness. So, I mean, hopefully really didn't have much of a chance anyway when the opposing running back scores 47, oh, my goodness, 47.8 points. That, I mean, not to be too rude, was over half of what Hoefler's team scored, which is crazy. I mean, it doesn't help that Hoefler's Fournette was injured and only scored six points. Michelle's six points. Um, Kirk Cousins, his QB, only scored 11. So, I mean, he has guys like Flat, but, man, Bailey had 
Derrick Henry go for 47. Jarvis Landry go for 23. Tyreek Hill, 19. So, yeah. That, I mean, that was actually pretty, pretty hilarious. Um, so then we get to the final four teams. And that put John against... Wow, this is where it went. This got crazy. This was brother against brother. This was Luke against John. And I think pretty much going into the playoffs, it's John team. Obviously, he had a great regular season um, at the top spot. His team was strong, but he had numerous injuries. Um, and unfortunately for John, that continued into this round where Aaron Jones got hurt and only scored... Point eight. Lamar Miller scored point eight, but let's just be honest, he does that quite frequently. We shouldn't be surprised at that. Um, Juju had one of his worst games of the year with only six points. Um, I mean, Gurley, surprisingly, I mean, I guess not surprised because he was a monster last year, scored 30. Um, I'll get to Gurley later because there's some interesting things going on. Seems seem to be going on with him this offseason, so I'm interested to see what he does this year but anyways going back to this but then Luke's team just had solid production top to bottom Cam got him 20 McCaffrey got him 19 Justin Jackson I mean are you serious he was a third string running back for the Chargers and he scored 13 DJ Moore the Carolina receiver got him 11 I mean Cook got him 10 Garrett Blunt got him 10 so just from top to bottom he had a solid game nothing crazy um, it's just that Luke's, I mean, John's team just really didn't, didn't show up, didn't perform well. So Luke won that matchup 102 to 90. Again, another team scoring in the 90s in the postseason. Oof, pretty rough. And talking about rough, the other, the other matchup, Bailey against Schutz. Bailey's team scored 75.1. I mean, no offense, Bailey, but we kind of thought this would happen the first round, and then that's when Derrick Henry decided to just go crazy um but 75.1 if you would have told me over on under your score would have been 75.1 I probably would have took the under but I mean Schutz's team didn't score well either only 93 but that was plenty I mean looking at Schutz's team Kamara I mean what a, what a monster he was last year 20 points I mean Antonio Brown 13 Roethlisberger 13 Michael Thomas only got an eight. Elijah McGuire, the Jets running back, great play there. Got him almost 13. So, again, nothing crazy, but just solid, pretty solid production. Um, normally, in a playoff game, you score 93.2. You, you would think you lose. But when Bailey's team, he got 16 from Lamar Jackson. Again, I'm, I'm continuing to trash Derrick Henry, but he actually scored 30 that that week, but he just got nothing from everyone. Tyreek Hill, six points. Landry, five points. His tight end got him zero. Hooper. Thielen, got one, got him three points. So again, just a terrible week for Bailey's team. So you kind of got the, the upset with Luke beating John, and then Schutz's team was solid, so you kind of expected him to beat Bailey. So then that takes us to the championship game, which matched up Schutz versus Luke. And 
I mean, Shush's team, Shush's team just went crazy. 180, 180.8, and Luke's team only scored 100. So wasn't really close. I mean, Roethlisberger got Shush 30, Kamara 25, Chubb 12, Antonio Brown had a monster game almost 38, Michael Thomas, 22, Evan Ingram, 14, Elijah McGuire, again, great play by Schutz there, got him 22. Um, I mean, Luke really wasn't going to beat that no matter what, but all of his players were kind of average. McCaffrey got him 20, solid. Melvin Gordon, 17, solid. Kenny Galladay, 10. Jamal Williams, running back for Green Bay, got him 12. So, again, not bad, but again, you can't expect to score 100 points and win in the playoffs, much less the championship. And Schertz's team, again, I questioned whether or not having multiple people on the same actual football team would work. But obviously, Kamara and Michael Thomas were huge. And then adding Antonio Brown to that was fantastic. And again, adding Nick Chubb late in the year turned out to be huge for Schertz. So congrats to Schertz. Welcome to the championship club. Um, yeah, I mean, you, you deserve that. Your team was very consistent. You played the waiver wire super well. I mean, they come to the playoffs, you know, I mean, your championship weekend, your, your team just balled out. So congrats. Um, I guess we're all going to be gunning for you this year. We're going to take the title back. So, so yeah, man, congrats. And, uh, yeah, what I'm trying to think. How many years we've been doing this? This is probably year nine, maybe something like that. Nine, ten. So, yeah, we'll see what happens this next year. So now I'm going to kind of transition to kind of some of the off-season moves this next year. What can we what we can expect um, or not expect? I guess some big questions. And some of the things, I mean, some big names changing places. I guess first and foremost, one of Schutz's players, Antonio Brown. I mean, now he's going to be not with Ben Roethlisberger, who, were, who just chucks him the ball. I mean, he did pretty much all the time. I mean, he got so many targets, double coverage. Roethlisberger was not afraid to throw to him. So I'm wondering how his game will translate to Oakland and Derek Carr. I mean, let's just be honest, Derek Carr looks great sometimes, and sometimes he looks so scared in the pocket. It's like he just wants to get in the fetal position and not play football. So I'm interested to see how that works out. Yeah, I mean, is he going to chug it to him like Roethlisberger did? Maybe. Maybe Gruden's going to scare him enough to make him. I don't know. So I'm really curious to see how that works out there in Oakland with Tony Brown. And then the other big name who actually didn't play last year was Le'Veon Bell, now with the Jets. I mean, I don't know if... I'm probably more interested about interested to see what happens with Le'Veon Bell because not only is he with a new team, he didn't even play all of last year. I mean, just sat... I mean, I guess he probably worked out, but... I mean, if I sat out for a year and tried to play back and play football, yikes. Not good. I mean, obviously, he's probably a little bit better shape physically and probably a little bit more athletic, maybe. Um, Jimmy has a little bit more advantage. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. The Jets, I mean, who knows about the Jets? The offensive line. I saw today they just picked up 
a pro bowler that retired, unretired, is going to play with the Jets now. So does that help? I mean, probably doesn't hurt. But again, super curious happens with Le'Veon Bell and the Jets. Yeah, and I mean, tons of different storylines. I mean, is Tom Brady going to fall? I mean, let's just be honest. He was not that good last year. I mean, won the Super Bowl, kind of, I guess. But he was, I mean, times last year, he looked pretty bad. So how the Patriots going to be, how's their running back situation, good luck drafting a running back and picking one that's going to do well. Um, how's, how's that going to work? I mean, A.J. Green getting hurt, having surgery. He's likely going to miss a couple games this season. I mean, phew. Can you trust him now? I mean, he feel like he's getting hurt all the time now. That toe, that ankle, always something. I mean, I mean, no ingrown toenails are like a pain. I get them far too often for someone that never exercises. So I don't understand. I mean, I know it can be painful, but I mean, that guy always has a foot, toe, ankle issue. Man, I mean, I kind of feel bad for him. But he's so good, but at the same time, it's like get the nail surgery where you don't get ingrown toenails anymore. Or, I don't know. Anyways, Mark Ingram now with Baltimore. How's that going to look? Is he going to be the guy there? Because if he is, I mean, what's his upside? That's a great question. Now, and then offsetting that, Kamara in New Orleans. I mean, let's just be honest. He was the lead back anyway. But now, is he going to be get the ball five, six, seven more times a game? I mean, that's huge. So that's interesting. And the Chiefs, I mean, can they support all of their players again this season? No, there's no Kareem Hunt. We still got Mahomes, who was incredible last year. Our defense is going to adjust to their style of offense. You know, defense always takes them about a year to catch up on things. Is that going to catch up to the Chiefs, or are they going to dominate again like they did last year? I mean, Mahomes' numbers were crazy. Tyreek Hill's numbers were crazy. Kelsey's numbers were absurd. Speaking of Kelsey, the tight end position last year was kind of a wasteland besides, I mean, there was such a, the top tier was so much better than everyone else that their value was just exponentially better than everyone else. I mean, that top tier was Kelsey, Ertz, and Kittle. I mean, you have to throw Kittle in there because let's be honest, every time I turn on a 49ers game, the guy was just somehow wide open and just running free like a stallion. But anyway, but yeah. And, and and honestly, maybe Jared Cook had a really good year. He probably belongs in that second tier with maybe himself and no one else. Um, so yeah, tight end position, is that going to be the same? I know there's some rookies drafted this year, but historically rookies, never tight ends don't do well in the NFL for whatever reason. Just throw that piece of knowledge out there. Um, I also have to be, share, be careful with what I share because... Again, I am doing this for entertainment, but yet you are my competitors, so I can't give away all my secrets. But, um, yeah. I mean, and what are me and Dustin and whoever else going to do with Doug Baldwin now retired? I mean, he was the guy that we all fought over. Why? I mean, he was good the, like, five games he played. He would no-show, pull a hammy, pull a growing, and then... But he'd have just enough games where, I don't know, he got sucked in. I don't know why. Always happened. 
Um, I'm trying to think of some other storylines. I mean, the quarterbacks, I mean, it's kind of Mahomes and then everyone else. I mean, is the Sean Watson going to take another step? Is the Maul Miller going to get passed up in the running back rotation? Because let's just be honest, it's just a matter of time. Um, I mean, is Ryan Fitzpatrick going to be the Dolphins starting quarterback? It very well could happen. The Eagles, honestly, I think they kind of look stacked. Um, there's actually a pearl of wisdom on the Eagles, but I'm not going to say anything because it's my little secret. Um, yes, I mean, I mean, I could talk about this for a long time. It's enjoying Mariota. I mean, is that dude ever going to live up to the hype? Again, shows flashes. Then, I don't know. Can't get together. Is Derrick Henry going to run in straight lines for, for, for the next 100 years and prove me wrong and consistently make me eat my words? Maybe. Or is he going to run sideways and get tackled for two-yard losses nine out of ten times? It's a big question. But I know, I bet there's a num- numerous ones of you that will listen to this who are thinking, I'm getting Derrick Henry. And I pretty much put money on, I know one of them for sure. But, man, I can talk, start talking about it. I'm so pumped. I mean, it's August 1. It's officially football month, at least college-wise. Um, so, yeah, I mean, a lot of interesting storylines. We just thought of another one. Leonard Fournette. I mean, is Hof Dare going to draft him again? Dude, talk about someone that needs to have their toe fixed. It's that guy. Again, another one that's with toe, ankle, foot. Man, I guess just some people don't have the sublime arches that I have. But anyways. Um, ooh, another big storyline. I, I just remembered. Melvin Gordon potentially sitting out. I mean, huge ramifications. Obviously for Gordon, who was one of the top backs last year and has been the last couple of years, but now that offense, they're going to be more pass-heavy. Are they going to just substitute Eckler if he's still with the team? I'm not going to lie. I don't know. Um, yeah, Zeke hasn't reported the camp. What are they going to do with him? I mean, I'm pretty sure Jerry Jones is going to pay him, but Amari Cooper, holy cow. Man, so many storylines that we could talk about. Or is Kirk Cousins going to lead the Vikings to actually win a couple playoff games or you make the playoffs? Aaron Rodgers, are they going to decide on the running back? Man, there's so many different interesting storylines that I thought once we all start looking a little bit closer, we get closer to the draft, that, I don't know, it will definitely shape the way the draft goes. Running backs seem to be the commodity. Receivers... Besides the top ones, seem to be pretty good depth there. Tight ends, I guess it's always hard to know, but you're not going to do better than those three that were in the top tier, as I mentioned before. So what's their value at now? Mahomes, I mean, he was so much better than everyone else last year. What's his value? Is there someone else that you can get cheap that is has good value? I mean, who knows? So, really looking forward to it. Um, man, I mean, the draft is probably close to exactly a month away. Labor Day weekend, hopefully. My little plug will hopefully be that Sunday or Monday night. Not Saturday, during the first week of college football. Hopefully. Um, so, yeah, super pumped for it. Looking forward. I mean, I'm guessing it's 
same 10, 10 guys. Um, a couple predictions I have. It, one is that Doolin will spend roughly $70 on, my, on the homes, and then he will spend roughly, oh, I don't know how much he'll spend on the running backs. Let's just be honest. Doolin, you're going to try to get my homes. You wanted him all last year. And, and a, actually a couple of requests I have for this next year. Just two. Two simple requests I have for everyone. Number one, don't offer ridiculous trades. If you can't realistically and honestly say how this trade would improve my team or someone else's team that you're proposing to trade to, don't offer it. I mean, if you're going to offer me Derrick Henry when I have three stud running backs, you offer me Derrick Henry for Antonio Brown and Michael Thomas, I'm going to ask for you to explain that. Explain to me how that makes my team better. Because it doesn't. So please, just make reasonable trade offers. I know not everyone's going to agree with them, but at least make them respectable and reasonable, please. And request number two. If someone does offer you a trade request, please look at it and respond. I'm not saying you have to be on it the second after it, they would request it. But I think the trade deadline is, I mean, the trade time frame is you have two days to respond. I know some of you don't have desk jobs like some of us who sometimes get bored and just have it up in the background constantly or whatever. But two days. You can, one little peek, two days. Or you say, stupid trade, not doing it. Or, hmm, intrigued, let me think about it, and you return to it. Or, for example, you may forget about two days and say, send an email and say, dude, my apologies. I like the trade. Let's do it. But those should be rare. So please, just respond to trades. I mean, I would love some feedback. And then when I send trades, just to get to the client, I'm wondering, are they not interested at all? Not good enough? What are they thinking? So some back and forth, all for it. Oh, and another request. I just thought of another one. We need to trash talk some more. Man. We get like softies in our league, man. We need to do some trash talk. So yeah, that's kind of secondary to the first two. So yeah, super pumped for this next next season. Um, prediction I have: if I had to pick a winner to win it all, I would probably choose me. I mean, it just makes sense. After last season, the season I had, it kind of seemed like I'm due. My, with my skill set and with the karma that's coming back to me this next year I mean it's kind of like it's almost a given I kind of feel like I shouldn't have to pay my dues this year because it's really heavy in my favor um, but anyways so that's my that's my my prediction um, so yeah we'll see it's hard to believe it's almost football season man it's awesome um so yeah, that kind of wraps up the fancy football part of this podcast. I think I covered pretty much everything I wanted to cover. I know it's a, it was a little, I don't know, a little all over the place. Honestly, it was kind of hard to remember a lot of the stuff from last season. Um, but I definitely wanted to give Schutz his due for winning it all and taking home the, the crown. So again, congrats, Schutz. And can't wait to play this next season with you guys. And now we get to 
story time. So if you only want to hear, if you only want to listen to football talk, you can just end this and don't have to listen to it anymore. But now I'm going to tell a pretty quick story of an embarrassing slash now it's actually pretty funny story that happened to me. Um, I was thinking of what story to tell. Actually, I found that I had a lot. I didn't really think about it. I mean, I don't really think about it too often, but I, I won't say I live an embarrassing life, but I have quite a few embarrassing moments. And I, mean, I guess it makes life interesting. But this one, I mean, it's actually not too old. It's been since I was married and out of college. Um, but yeah, it's kind of gives some context for it because I don't want to seem like I'm disrespectful or... Um, making light of the moment that this happened in. Um, so I'm not. Once I get to the story, this is no way a reflection of the moment or what happened, like any of that. It's just something embarrassing, funny that happened. They just have to be at a very, um, I guess, quiet place. Yeah, you'll, you'll figure it out. So this all has started... Um, my grandfather passed away, so it was at a funeral. Um, and so it kind of happened pretty suddenly, so obviously I was in New York. I am, still am. Um, but I was in, in New York living, and this was about, I guess, six years ago. So I had been living in New York two years. Um, so I get the call from my dad that, you know, my grandfather passed away, and, um, you know, he was in a nursing home. He was kind of not doing so well, so that I wasn't too surprised, but um, still sad but anyways so I go to okay you know I gotta start packing I book my flight um the funeral was in Tennessee where I'm from so I start packing my stuff up like oh I gotta get my black suit and I didn't realize it then so then I got it and took it just took it down Tennessee didn't think about my white shirt black tie so I get to Tennessee and the day of the wedding and I go to put on my suit pants, and a little. I'm gonna back up a little bit. A lot. I knew a lot of you in college, and I was one that exercised a ton, played a lot of basketball, ran, worked out, was in superb shape, kind of like prime athlete physique. Um, yeah, just in great shape. But when I moved to New York, you know, yeah, I got a desk job, started. Oh, working um, and kind of stopped exercising a lot or any and pizza in New York is so good and I was hooked on pizza and burgers because one New York is expensive to eat and those things are normally pretty cheap so I was eating a lot of pizza and at that time you know like leading up to then I could eat whatever I want didn't matter I was exercising whatever but when you're eating that way sitting at a desk all day and not exercising things can change pretty quickly and I guess one thing led to another one piece of pizza led to another piece of pizza which led to me gaining a few pounds and by a few I don't really know a specific number I mean I kind of have one in mind but I'm not going to share it because it's none of your business but anyways so it had been two years of me eating pizza basically and not exercising um, with it Besides an occasional pickup basketball game, um, 
where every time I ended the basketball game, I thought, man, I need to exercise. But then wouldn't exercise again until I played again. But anyways, so then that pick up back to the story. So I go to Tennessee, and this is the same suit I had in college. I was in shape. This is two years later after, after I've ate pizza for two years and didn't do anything. So I go to put on my suit pants, and I could barely get them up one leg. This is, I mean, this is a true story. I could barely get them up one leg. So I, you know, kind of put some Vaseline on my legs, kind of try to squeeze them up. So I get them around my waist finally, and I think, oh, okay. Um, I can do this. Just got to do the one, two, three routine a couple of times and just on the try to button those pants. But, I mean, I don't know, it's hard to describe this, but suit pants, you know how they don't just button, they have that little flap that you have to go even further into, like hook it. Um, yeah, that just made it impossible. So after all my one, two, three and suck in tries it was just not even remotely close so I had to get my this is a part of where I can't remember if it was my mom or my wife to sew a button on the very end of that little flap thing on the on the waistline of the suit pants to help extend it so I could just you know just get it far enough over so I could just button that one little end so they did that I did the one two three suck in routine and I got it. I wasn't sure if the button was going to hold, but I got it. So I was pumped. I was like, you know what? I got this. So obviously that was quite a hectic few moments. But then after I realized I could button it, I realized I couldn't zip the zipper up because my pants were spread so wide and so much tension was going on that the zipper was just not going to get zipped. And I thought, oh boy. And of course I'm wearing a white shirt um, so I'm figuring out, oh man, how am I going to do this? And since I flew, it was like a Sunday, so I couldn't, and my grandparents live kind of in the middle of nowhere, so I couldn't really go to the store and pick anything up. So I was kind of stuck to kind of figure it out. So I came up with the idea, you know what? No one's going to be looking at me anyway. I'm just going to have to change into black boxers and make sure I tuck my white shirt into my boxers. So then, you know what? My zipper's not going to be zipped, but it's just going to be my black boxers. No one's really going to tell. I'll put my hands in front of my in front of me so no one can really tell. Oh, whatever. I'll make, I'll make do. I was like, you know what? I can just stick it out for a couple hours. You know, be all right. Get home. My waist will be probably need stitching from all the cuts it got from getting gashed by how tight the pants are. But anyways, I was like, you know what? I'll, I'll make it work. So I'm going to... You know, the day is kind of things, things going on, things you have to do. And I guess at some point, I had to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom, whatever, didn't think anything of it, come back out. And I don't remember any of this happening um, or the time frame. But I do remember this. At one point, I can't remember if it was my brother. My, you can tell I kind of tried to block this out of my memory because it was a pretty embarrassing moment. I was standing up. I think I was talking to people or... Is before this, right before the source is about to start, and someone gets my attention, and I look down, and I had when I, I guess when I went to the bathroom, I had forgot to tuck my white shirt, my dress shirt, into my boxers, my black boxers, to keep it from showing, like the white shirt from 
being visible and I guess I just totally forgot about that and I just took my white shirt in like normal and the end of my white shirt was hanging out through my zipper and I couldn't really do anything like fix it at the moment so I had to fake a bathroom break and I had to I think I had to take off and carry my suit jacket to cover my white shirt hanging out of my zipper my pants so I think my brother saw me and got a good laugh out of it my wife still tells me that story often and funny enough I still have those pants um my goal one day is to fit in them and be not be able and be able to take the button that's on the end off and be able to wear them normally but uh yeah that was yeah quite an interesting moment one of the one of many embarrassing moments yeah it was you know just one of those things I guess I would say that happens but I'm not really sure who's that's happened to um but yeah pretty embarrassing and uh so yeah let's hope that doesn't happen again and as an as an update since then I have laid off the pizza well can't say completely laid off the pizza but it is more in, in control so I am hopefully getting in better shape that's my, that is my goal ooh and I just thought of something else a little bonus small story and if you guys need a Christmas gift for people I am in the process of collecting it's gonna sound interesting I'm actually going to make a little neck pillow for one of my brothers but instead of using like cotton or whatever they use to stuff pillows with, I'm saving my belly button fuzz and I'm using that to stuff the pillow. It's been, it's taking a while to be honest, but I hope maybe this time next year, I'll have enough for a little small neck pillow. That will be amazing. Anyways, this is a little gift idea since, you know, we are getting, I don't wanna say Christmas season, but it's not too far away. But, uh, yeah, so that's a little story time with, with James. Um, hopefully you enjoyed that. It was, wasn't one of my finest moments. And I actually have some more stories. So maybe throughout this year, if I feel led, I will tell a couple more stories. Um, but, yeah, hope you guys are doing well. Um, I'm really looking forward to this, again, this season. As I've probably said that ten times by now. But I hope all you guys can be in the league again. Looking forward to it. And yeah, let's talk soon. And hopefully when the season starts, I'll do these podcasts on a more regular basis and have more content to discuss. Um, that's, that's the goal anyways. I would love to do these on a more consistent basis and maybe even have radio interviews or phone interviews, so to speak, and have multiple people on. We can talk and discuss. I'm not exactly sure how to do that on my little app thing I have recording but yeah I would love to try to figure that out get that done um, yeah looking forward to it well, it's a great year can't wait to be the champion and we'll talk later thanks